Yo, this shit looks crazy. Things are getting weird. What the hell is going on? This is what the world looks like now. Things are getting weird. But all I know, all I know. Wake up, 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 And by the way, you know, I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Well, it is what it is because he is who he is. Well, it is what it is because he is who he is. Is Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. We should fundamentally change the system, and that's what I'm going to do. But why didn't he do it four years ago? Why didn't you do that four years ago, even less than that? Why didn't you I do am it? You were vice president. You keep talking about all these things you're going to do, and you're going to do this. But you were there just a short time ago, and you guys did nothing. We did. You know, Joe, I, I ran because of you. I ran because of Barack Obama, because you did a poor job. If I thought you did a good job, I would have never run. Uh, I would have, see, it's all talk, no action with these politicians. That's what I'm going to do when I become president. You were vice president, along with Obama as your president, your leader. You had eight years to get it done. Now you're saying you're going to get it done because you're all talk and no action. We had a Republican Congress. Okay. That's the answer. Who built the cages, about. Let's Joe. talk about what we're I want to see these beautiful young ladies. I want to see them dancing when they're four years old or two. What a weird, creepy thing to say. How are you guys doing today? This is the Everything Under the Sun podcast, Insta Stories episode number 15. I'm actually calling it the political Insta Stories now because everything seems to be political. So once this runs over, then we'll switch it up. And uh, I think we'll be going to politics maybe once a week or maybe do a separate show or something like that. And then start doing other subjects and uh, having more guests on and stuff like that. So how's everybody doing today? Um, that was a little montage I put together of uh, Joe Biden and the stuff he has said. Uh, I put some creepy stuff in there. I put some stupid stuff in there. Um, and I put some, I don't even know what else you can call it, but. Anyway, that's Joe Biden. And so I guess if we're going to start off with something like that, then maybe we should start off with Biden. All right. Anyway, Biden. Okay. There's a news blackout on Biden. 
the media is protecting this guy so hard that it's so blatant at this point that I don't know how somebody could not see it unless you are just, you know, totally only watching like MSNBC and CNN and just believe like everything they tell you. You know what I mean? I understand that, you know, people don't have time to do research, but if you do any, any independent research on your own, you know, and, and don't go to Google or YouTube go or, you know what I mean? Or go on Facebook or, you know, Instagram, a lot of that stuff's fact checked, censored, you know, go to DuckDuckGo, um, go to, uh, parlor. That's a good, um, app that's, um, not censored. Um, BitChute is a good video alternative to YouTube that's not censored where they're not trying, you know, they don't censor people. Um, those are really good places to get information. And you can see both sides too. You know what I mean? Cause you need to see both sides and try to get some independent journalists too out there. You know, there's people like, um, uh, Tim pool, Elijah Schaefer, these guys, they're like independent fleckas, um, independent dudes that, uh, will actually, give you the news, you know, there's a little bit of bias because everyone has a little bit of bias, but it's not lies and just propaganda and just safe holding. You know what I mean? But anyway, um, so the Democrats are really smart on this one. What they're doing is they're hiding Joe. He keeps putting these caps on where he's doing like media blackouts where he doesn't talk to anybody. He just hides in the basement and 50 million people already voted. And now we're finding out all this stuff about the corruption that him and his family have been doing. And everybody around him since he's been in office has gotten rich somehow, some way through his name and through him as a person. Um, I guess the Chinese leaked out the sex videos that were on Hunter's laptop or if they already had them, I don't know. But um, yeah, I guess they're crazy like foot fetish videos and um, there's like these Asian women and um, supposedly some of them are under age. Um, you know, I know Steve Bannon had a part in getting these out. Um, I don't know, because he has ties with China and he like hates the CCP, the Communist Chinese Party. He's like their number one enemy. Trust me. Um, but, uh, yeah, he actually helped, uh, Trump get elected in 2016, uh, Steve Bannon anyway. Uh, and he helped build the wall too. He did a lot. Um, anyway, also there was something else I wanted to talk about with Joe Biden. I don't understand how people can call Trump racist or believe that he is racist just because the TV says he's racist but then not hear all the things that Joe Biden has said in the past and all the people that he has promoted or associated with and not call him racist. And the only reason that is, is because the media, the TV doesn't tell people that. But if you do your own independent research, uh, Joe Biden was um, one of his like mentors was part of the KKK. Sorry about that. That was my phone. Um, but yeah, one of his mentors, he said that line about um, you can't walk into a 7-Eleven without hearing an Indian accent. Um, he said that uh, when he talked about Barack Obama, 
He's like, oh, it's like uh, unreal, man. He's like a black guy that can actually uh, talk, you know, he can talk good and um, something like that. It wasn't exactly that, but it was like that. And um, there was the, uh, if you don't vote for me, then you ain't black. Or if you don't know who you voting for, then you ain't black. Like, what, dude? Like, that was crazy. I couldn't believe he said that, man. I mean, that's like, he like feels like he owns black people. Like, that's pretty freaking sick. And I think that's why um, a lot of black people, you know, are like not voting as a block anymore. I, I think we're going to see a high turnout of um, African-Americans, black people um, voting for Trump and uh, voting for a Republican than we've seen in a long time. Because I think they're starting to see through this shit, man. They're starting to see that like they're they're treated like, you know, like a, like they're locked in already, like. If you're, if you're black, you have to vote Democrat because if you don't, then you're not black. And like it's crazy. Like That's not the way it should be, man. Everybody has different thoughts and everybody, you know what I mean? No matter what color, skin, creed, whatever, man. Does not matter. Um, and that's where I think they got it wrong. And, you know, it's funny because they call the Republicans racist when the Republicans only care about ideas and policies and things like that. Um, and I'm talking about now, right now, actually, uh, you know, the past like 20 years, 30 even. Um, but Democrats always love to split people up by race. Everything's about race. Everything they talk about is about race and gender and every, it's always about that stuff. And like I said before, a million times, I got to keep saying it. That's how they win because they split you up by things that you cannot change about yourself. So they know they got you. You understand what I'm saying? And they say, oh, don't vote Republican. They're all racist. They're all sexist. They they don't like, um, you know, transgender people. They don't like these people. It's all bullshit. It's all propaganda lies, man. It's just, you know, like, look at the policies. Do some research. Just go on the Internet. Just type in a couple things on the weekend when you have some time. Trust me. You will come out, learn, learning. <laughs> you will come out, learned. You done learn something. No, but you will come out with um def definitely a different opinion on things. I can tell you that much when you do your own research. Um I know I'm ranting right now, but that is the the, the point because I just felt like doing it. And it's my podcast, so I could do whatever I want. Okay. Okay. Okay, so. Um, I was going to talk about critical race theory, but I think I am going to make that my own episode because that shit is so bad for this country and people are so misinformed about it that I believe I need to do like, you know, a whole episode or at least a big segment segment of an episode about it. So people don't understand what critical race theory really is and how it's so embedded and how it got there. But in, all right, so embedded into our country, into our government, into our um, uh, churches, into our uh, businesses, everything. Like, it's like a virus, man. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about that was really funny was, okay, this is blue check mark Twitter. Now, if you guys don't know what that is, um, I hope you don't. But if you, <laughs> just because... <laughs> Twitter's such a cesspool. But anyway, um, blue check mark Twitter 
is the Twitter elites, which are the people that have the blue check marks next to their names, meaning that they're public figures, which is pretty much, you know, celebrities and, uh, you know, big name people like Hollywood people, uh, rich people, you know, like Bill Gates people, just like, you know, names like that, Tesla, all those dudes. Um, Elon Musk, I mean, you know, but the Tesla owner, um, stuff like that. Blue check mark Twitter. Um, Elon Musk actually a cool dude. But anyway, so these blue mark, these blue check mark Twitterists think that they're above everybody and they're so smart and they're usually liberal elites. Um, they have uh, problems with white guilt. Um, you know, they're very leftist types of people. And a lot of them are professors, you know, uh, at Harvard and other places like this. And they are so misinformed about what's going on in or on our borders that this is what one of them said. And this is Darshun Kendrick. And after he said the coyotes, Donald Trump said the coyotes remark on the debate. She said, now when I read this, it's not me reading it weirdly. It's the way it's written, so don't blame me. But anyway, did Donald Trump just say 545 kids, they can't find their parents for came over through cartels and coyotes? How the hell does a coyote bring a whole human across the border? Lord, stop talking. Hashtag final debate. Okay, I wish I had a uh, slow clap because that's what I would do. If you think that a coyote, when talking about human smuggling, is a literal coyote, and you think that you should have an opinion that people should hear, and you have a blue check mark next to your name, then you need to delete your account. That's it. That's that that's that's pathetic. Like that's probably one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Or the most, you know what? Maybe that's mean. Maybe the most naive. These people think Donald Trump built the cages that the kids are put in, but no. No, 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 no. Obama did. And Obama had a lot more kids in those cages than, than Trump does or ever has. So these people that are being fed lies, they believe them. They believe them. It's it's just it's amazing to me, some of this stuff. And they say that you know, people like Alex Jones are stupid and Glenn Beck and those people are crazy and stupid. And then these people, man, they're just ignorant, ignorant and self-righteous and just arrogant. I got a good clip for you. This one made me happy. Daily Mail. Who... The word is you can pay them to write stories about people. I guess that's 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 why some stories are good, some are bad. But they're just always lying about me. They've had articles that I wear swastika shoes at the office. You know, why would they make up something so ridiculous? Well, in psychological warfare, they found, if you're, if you're doing what they call black propaganda, meaning lies, 
if it sounds outrageous and weird, it must be true because who'd make that up? It's like the, the, the New York Times says that I ate an employee's goldfish. There's never been a goldfish here. I like fish. I have goldfish. I have little aquatic snails until he died an aquatic frog. Not eating my employees' goldfish. What the hell? Not eating my employees' goldfish. What the hell? Not eating my employees' goldfish. What the hell? That guy says the funniest shit sometimes. Um. <laughs> anyway, so here's something special that I would like to talk about. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Great Reset. Okay, well... The Great Reset is, actually, I'll tell you it right from the website. All right. So this is the Great Reset. All right. So first, why do we need to reset? The pause during the lockdown created by the pandemic will result in a 7% decrease in global emissions in 2020. The UN states that we need a decrease of 7.6 every year until 2030 to avoid climate and ecological disaster. This means we need to maintain the same decrease every year as if we we're living in lockdown. Hmm. Full stop. Okay. So that hmm, that's kind of weird, right? That uh, they would say that we need to live like we're living in the lockdown. So that makes me think that they were like doing a experiment or something you know yeah it just it, it's odd anyway back to the thing the challenge is that as we emerge from the pandemic the pressure to go back to business as usual will intensify but people don't want to go back only 23 percent of the uk public believe following lockdown advertising should encourage people to consume shop and fly like before lockdown. 70 cent or 70 cent, 77 percent believe it is the industry's responsibility to encourage people to behave more subs or substan uh, <laughs> sustainably. I don't know, I guess say it sustainably like during lockdown. Right now, we have a small window of opportunity to reset and shape the future we want. And it says here under runs small little letters, one poll survey, 1,000 respondents, representative samples of UK, public age 16 plus. Okay, it's full stop. All right. So they asked 1,000 people. Hmm, I wonder where they found these people. Hmm. Anyway, um, polls are bullshit. They're manipulated constantly. But... So, right now they're telling us this reset is good. So, they want us to stay in lockdown mode is what they're saying. All right. They don't want us to go back to the way we used to live. They want us to, to live the way we're living now. And if you ask me and anybody that I know, we're fucking miserable. This pandemic and this whole coronavirus has been hell. It sucks. And it's not a new normal because this shit is never going to be normal. Only time it will be normal is if we keep doing it and then all of us that are alive at this point die 
and then the new people that are born or people that are born after this it'll be normal for them and maybe that's what they want but anyway so it says underneath what is the great reset the great reset is a creative industry movement to embed the positive environmental shifts that have happened during the lockdown as the new normal full stop remember that term the new normal now when i first heard this it was um governor wolf that said it it was him or it was uh de blasio or that other idiot in new york the um the fredo's brother governor cuomo um but when i heard that term it like when i first heard it it enraged me the new normal uh, it just the sound of it just pissed me off because i'm like okay okay what are they what are they doing here because at that point too i was watching the tv and governor cuomo was speaking and it was like you know a week into it and he was already talking about taking all the hospitals and all the doctor's offices in new york and putting them all together and he was saying oh well everyone's independent so we don't know what's what and what's going on so we need to put everything together so we know what's going on and it'll be a lot easier to track everything and i'm thinking to myself man he's saying this pretty quick that sounds like medicare for all for me or at least governmental control of the healthcare system and i'll tell you one thing the healthcare system right now just when it when it's monopolized by big companies like St. Luke's or um, you know any other big uh, corporate entity where they have a lot of doctors and a lot of things under one name, you know what I mean? Those are the worst places to go because those doctors are overworked. They have to follow protocols and rules that normal doctors don't. They have to get a certain amount of people in and out. It's the it, it becomes like um what do they used to call those things for the opioids uh pill mills it's like that but it's a pill mill without the pills you know what I mean that's all it is and it's like just get them through get them out give them the money and the thing now too is they don't treat patients for pain so if you go in there and I think seventy or eighty percent of people that go to the doctor they go for pain they don't treat you for pain anymore they'll give you an anti-inflammatory that you can buy off the shelf anyway so why the hell do you need to go to the doctor. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, why, if you could just go take that, that's all you're going to, you know, it's, they, it's all testing now. They just test the shit out of you. Trust me, I know this because I, I have, uh, I hurt my back and I have a problem with my hands. And so I've been at the doctor for the past five years a lot. So I know a lot about it. And it's just this, this repetitive day and they just see you for like, and for no reason. And um, they just keep testing you. And they can't figure out what's wrong. Everything's idiopathic, which means they don't know why. And but but they keep seeing you, and they just just keep it moving. They just keep you moving. They they come in, da 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 da. All right, I'll see you again in three months, da da da. And you pay them for them to literally out do nothing. And it's just it's it's not even some of their faults. Like I could just tell the way that they're like overworked. And you're lucky if you even get to see a doctor. No, you you see you see the 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 practitioner, the nurse practitioner. You don't even get to see the doctor unless you're lucky or unless you're getting um some kind of procedure done. No, you don't even get to. But you still got to pay, you know, the three hundred dollars for that visit. You know, if it's a specialist or one hundred and twenty or whatever it is, it's it, it's you know what I mean. It's anyway. That was a rant. Let me get back. Um, so our industry 
This is the great reset. Our industry has a power and influence, but we need lots of people to choose to use it. We must grab this opportunity to help shape a society that puts mankind and our planet's needs first. To do this, we need to reset ourselves to become agents of change, not just passive receivers of briefs. Reset our work so what we create promotes sustainable values, attitudes, and behaviors. Reset our impact by reevaluating what we measure and celebrate as success. Hmm. I don't know if I want to go through each one of those, but to reset ourselves, to become agents of change, not just passive receivers or briefs, what does that mean? Does that mean we need to change what we do and then not just listen to people talk or listen to things? Like, I don't even understand that that sentence, really. Maybe I'm stupid. I don't know, but... The way that's at, that that's worded, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Um. All right, reset our work. So what does that mean? That means so what we create promotes subs. I hate that word. Sustainable values, attitudes, and behaviors. So they want us to, ch- like I, this whole thing. I just I, I hate the Great Reset. Now the worst part of the Great Reset is that they want because they are the UN. They want Joe Biden elected. So they're going to get it because they're going to cheat their goddamn way to it. But I really hope that somehow Trump pulls this out, man. But um, the other thing is they want to control cryptocurrency now. So I don't know if you guys know a lot about cryptocurrency, but the whole point of cryptocurrency is that it is decentralized, meaning nobody owns it. Okay. So banks can't manipulate it. Countries can't manipulate it. It is what it is. You have what you have. It can't be reproduced. There's only a certain amount. Um, But now they want to get into this whole cryptocurrency. These uh, PayPal's doing it now. Facebook's doing it. They're all trying to get in because they know this is the new, it's going to be the new normal, the cryptocurrency thing. And these big fish are going to take it and they're going to ruin it. And the the reason they're going to ruin it is because they are going to buy up all the crypto, make their own crypto, you know, and it's pretty much going to be banked. It's going to, it's just going to be a new version of a bank. And that, so it's not, it's just, they're going to ruin it. And well, I'm going to save uh cryptocurrency for another uh, podcast, um, like a special one that talks about cryptocurrency and everything that's going to happen with Bitcoin and all that stuff uh, for another episode. So I'll save that for later. Um, But anyway, so yeah, so this is the new thing, the, the great reset. So they pretty much want us to stay locked down and live the way we're living right now. And they're doing it in phases. Um, I guess phase one uh, already launched the 2nd of July with the film and website and their white paper. Um, and a white paper is, you know, they have that in cryptocurrency. But anyway, for like a business, they have a white paper and it's like what they do, what they want to do. It's it's about the business. Uh, phase two is focused on building the community through gatherings and securing pledges throughout July. Phase three launched on the 3rd of August with the creative brief winning the creative work live in September and October. The next phase of work focuses on resetting our impact 
with the development of a new effectiveness metric, eco-effectiveness. Eco-effectiveness. How creative. That was so creative, guys. Like, so we took effectiveness and then we took uh ecosystem and we put it together and we're gonna call it eco-effectiveness. Oh god, 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 shoot. Anyway, this thing <laughs> this is the missing measurement needed so the advertising industry can take full responsibility for their carbon impact of its work. The open source framework seeks to quantify emissions driven by advertising and identifies ways to maximize the return of the CO2E. So I think that's what carbon emissions. Um, anyway, so if you guys want to check that out, um, yeah, Google it. The great reset This is some creepy shit, man. The UN, I don't like them. I don't like them one bit. And that's why England left their asses. Brexit. Brexit. That's just like eco-effectiveness. Britain, exit. Brexit, Brexit. Britain leaving the UN. They called it Brexit. Oh, and let's not forget Blexit, which is the black people exiting the Democrats, which was started by Candace Owen. Owens, sorry. One of my favorite women in politics. And this will bring me to the ending of my show. And I'm going to leave you guys a little clip, a little special surprise of Candace Owens speaking about the dreaded Chelsea Handler, which we all hate. Well, no, we don't hate because we're not like that, but very much dislike and Mr. 50 Cent who has decided to vote for Trump because he realizes the Democrats are batshit crazy and here is the clip and I hope you guys have a great day everything under the sun everything under the sun nobody messing with sun hey guys so um forgive me if I'm late on this because I am in the UK at the moment uh, but I just saw a news headline that Chelsea Handler, who used to date 50 Cent, I guess had one of her very many emotional breakdowns um, on the Internet when she found out that 50 Cent said that he did not want to vote for Joe Biden because of his tax plan. All right. I've already covered for you why what 50 Cent is saying makes perfect sense. Um, unfortunately, um, people don't understand that. 50 Cent does not need to vote according to his skin color. He needs to vote according to his brain cells in terms of what is going to help him. Chelsea Handler just said, and I quote, she went on to Jimmy Fallon a couple of nights ago, presumably last night, and she said, I quote, I had to remind him that he is a black man, so he can't vote for Donald Trump. If you are watching this video, and you do not understand how racist that sentence is. I had to remind him that he is a black man, so he can't vote for Donald Trump. How do you look at a black person and tell them what they can or cannot do because of the color of their skin and not realize that you are the racist? 
I'm asking a serious question. And I'm asking this, open this up to the liberals. Open up people that don't like me, don't, don't follow my work, don't understand what it is we are talking about as black conservatives. How can you hear a sentence where you say to a black person, as a white person, that you are not allowed to do this because you're black and not realize that you are speaking like a segregationist, like a slave plantation owner, like a racist, like the racist that we have studied and learned about in school. When black Americans were not allowed to do certain things in American society because of the color of their skin. One of them being voting. Black Americans at a certain point did not have the right to vote until after the Civil War because of the color of their skin. If you are a liberal and you think that you are fighting for black rights and yet you get angry every time a black person tells you that after thinking and coming to their own free decision, they have decided that they want to vote for someone that you disagree with. And your impulsive decision is to tell them you are a black person and therefore you are not allowed to do it. You're a racist. I know. Crazy, right? Because you guys have just been thinking that you're not the racist and you've been going around calling everybody a racist. And then you sit here and you tell black Americans, what they can and cannot do because they're black. Wake up. Maybe if you start with this Chelsea Handler quotation, you might realize why so many conservatives think that liberals are the real racists. You don't realize that you look at black Americans, you look at our skin color, and you think that you can automatically assign a bunch of characteristics and a bunch of actions to us based on the color of our skin. That is the literal definition of racism, right? So if you think all black people are oppressed and a black person tells you I'm not oppressed and you get angry, that's because you're a racist and you think all black people are the same. So if you think that me being black means that I'm having the same experience as let's say Malia Obama or Sasha Obama, who grew up in incredibly privileged circumstances, it's because you're a racist. That's it. It's that simple. You're a racist. If you can't understand why all black people don't think alike and you get angry when a black person doesn't think the way you think they're supposed to think, it's not because you care about black people. It's because you're a racist and you're a narcissist and you really think that black people exist to make you feel good about yourself. So, you know, if you're out there and you're pounding your fists and you're saying black lives matter and black people need to be heard. And then somebody shares a Candace Owens video and you go, oh, not that kind of black person. Then you don't actually care about what black people think or what experiences black people are having. And you don't want black people to have voices. You just want black people to echo what you think so you can look cool in front of your white friends who you want to call a racist. That's what racism is using black people as props to get the world to echo what you think. It's a little bit of racism mixed with a little bit of narcissism to equal a modern day white liberal. So for all of you guys who love cancel culture, who love looking for racism even where it doesn't exist, you can take your little racism looking selves, okay, at every pocket of the world and direct it to Chelsea Handler. If you're looking to cancel someone today, maybe someone who said, I had to tell him, remind him that he's a black person and therefore he's not allowed to 
would be a good place to start. This is what the world looks like now. Those are getting weird. All I know, all I know. Wake up, wake up, wake up.